Welcome to Buying Florida with Didier. Whether you're looking to move, invest, start a business, or expand, Didier will share with you everything you need to know. Tune in, learn, and improve with Didier and DDA Mortgage. Now here's your host, Didier. Didier buying Florida. Didier, Didier Mortgage, and we're going to get into a hot topic. It's about refinancing. We see rates are creeping down the beginning of 2020, and we have all kinds of things happening in the uh, in our world, such as uh, you know things globally going on and strikes and airstrikes and hurting people and killing generals and all kinds of turbulence and trade wars and impeachment proceedings and everything else going on. So the rates are getting adjusted. But right now we're in a downtrend. So the question comes down to why would you refinance? Well, refinancing your mortgage, you're going to want to see about trying to save money by trying to lower your interest rate lower your monthly payment to make it more affordable and to save money. So let's talk about the different refinances that we have. The one is you're going to look at as a rate term refinance. That means where we refinance and pay off your existing mortgage and add the closing cost on top of it. That is a rate term and that's a great rate. And that's where you have, uh, you know, the best rate. You know, when you're doing a purchase, that's your best interest rate. When you do a rate term refi, right there. And then we're going to talk about doing a cash out refinance. What does that mean? Well, you're going to have your home, you're refinancing to pay off your first mortgage, but then you're getting cash to consolidate debt, to pay off credit cards and auto loans, student loans. Uh, to pay off a second mortgage. So when you have a first and a second mortgage and you say, I just want to refinance it, that's not a rate term because the second mortgage is considered cash out. And that affects your rate. So your rate will be up a little bit more than it would be on a rate term because it's considered a cash out. And so basically, we find that a lot of people have rates that are in the 3% range. A lot are in the 4 some are still in the five. So if you're at a 3% range and you're like, well, you know, the rates are there. Well, for a rate term refinance, it wouldn't make any sense. But to do a cash out and consolidate debt and drop your overall payment, you can have some considerable savings. So obviously, if you amortize a loan over 30 years, you refinance, you pay off the car, the credit card debt, medical, whatever situations that may have come up during whatever things have happened in your life uh, and maybe debt accumulated, a great opportunity to consolidate it because, of course, you have the interest deductions if you qualify through the IRS. And so there's some advantages of doing that. Uh, in refinancing, I get a lot of calls about, well, should I just get an equity line? 
Well, an equity line is okay if it's a small amount, but if you go into a, a, an equity line where it's you know going to be 50, 60, 70, 80, I say no, refinance the whole deal and pay off the first mortgage because your equity lines are mostly prime plus. You could be sitting at 5 6% and it fluctuates every month. And for those that go to a fixed, it's a much higher than it would be on a first mortgage. So if it's a small amount, I think an equity line is a perfect solution if you have a rate in the 3% range. So you really have to analyze each and every situation. And you really need to find yourself an advisor such as myself that can really look at the whole picture and not want to refinance you to make a dollar on you, but refinance you to make economic sense. And if economic sense leads the way, then I can make money by refinancing you. But to do it, to do it, no. I had an example where a past customer emailed me yesterday, as a matter of fact, and he said, listen, I can save $91. But look at my good faith estimate. Make sure let me see what I got going on. Well, that was $4,900 in closing costs. For $91? That's like almost five years. That's insane. I told him no. I said, I'm not doing it. Doesn't make sense. And I think you just got to understand that. And he, and he appreciated the truth because they were all set to go and, and take care of them. You know, so those are the things you have to do when you're looking at it. So getting back, how do you consider it when you have a first and a second mortgage? We talked about that. It's cash out. Does it make sense to refinance a loan when you already have a low rate? Well, we talked about that. If you have a low rate, but you're consolidating debt, and there's a bigger picture of an overall savings that's going to save you money, then absolutely it makes sense to do so if it's helping you in a financial situation. You know, one of the things that I look at that I have to share with you is what does make sense? Well, let's go back to that $91 a month that that guy was saving. Well, if it costs $5,000, for example, to do the refi, and I'm not talking prepaid, I'm talking hard cost, divided by 91, that takes 54 months. Well, that's insane. I wouldn't do it. You know, people today, they buy a house and they sell it the next month. I've, I've seen this happening, which I've never seen in my life. They come down, they want to go paddle boarding, which I love to paddle board. They want to go paddle boarding. They want to live by, in Florida. They last a month. They put the house in the market, head back up north. Unbelievable. I just had that happen where someone bought a home and they didn't like it. They sold it four months later. These are things that I've never seen happen. So it's an ever-changing market. And the point I want to make on that is I have a trigger number, 18 months. And what does that mean? Well, if a refinance costs you $3,600 and I divide that by 18, I need you to save $200 a month. So if you're saving, if it costs you $3,600 rolled into your mortgage and you're saving $200 a month on a rate term refi, 18 months is my, my cutoff where you're going to live in that house for one year and six months. That means you're not selling the home six months from now. Your intention is to stay there for 18 months. Well, you say, why are you kind of adamant about that? Well, because... Once you get to a two-year mark, anything can happen. Rates go up and rates go down, and we're always in a fluctuation. When the rates go up, they come right back down. But we don't know what that next lower rate's going to be. And that's why I really have that cutoff of 18 months, and I've always stuck with it. And that's just my little pet peeve. 
but I can't refinance you. It's going to take you four years. That, that doesn't make sense because I think there's always going to be a time where you have an opportunity to refinance where it's going to lower the term, lower, lower the time frame of recuperating your costs. And that's what I really need you to get today, recuperating your closing costs because they're going to add it into your loan. Now, a lot of times what I like to do is that when you have your hard cost and you have your prepaids, I like to go ahead and say, hey, on your prepaids, maybe pay that out of pocket. And the reason I say that is because we're going to re-escrow for your taxes and insurance if you choose to have an escrow. And if we were going to escrow, then sometimes I say pay it out of your pocket because what happens is when you close, you're going to miss a month's mortgage payment. So if you close in the month of January, your first mortgage payment is until March 1st. You have the month of February off. And in the month of February, you're going to get all the escrows back that you have with the present lender. So it pretty much washes itself out. This is my really cheap anal side on my part because I'm looking at the hard cost and really saving a dollar but not going with the prepaids and adding it up. So I try to do that. I try to pitch that to you. So it's just really hard costs rolled into your loan, saving the maximum amount of money. And you know, when we talked about those refi cash outs, you'll find sometimes when you're consolidating, you know, it could be five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars a month you're saving. And then you get the interest deduction for the, you can write off on your taxes. And that's just a whole exponential deal. So if it's $3,600 and you're saving 800, well, that didn't take too long to recuperate, did it? So those are the things that I look at in terms of refinancing, recuperating the closing cost and making it viable in smart sense. And I have to tell you, if it doesn't make sense to me, I'm not going to do your loan. I'm going to encourage you to wait or, you know, see what happens. It has to make sense. Like the $91 a month for five grand was absolutely ludicrous. And these people are pushing him to go forward to refinance. And, and to me, there's no, there's no heart. There's, there's no, there's not an advisory. And that's why you really have to have a relationship in our, I'm in Florida and you know, we have what the St. Pete times or the times, whatever. And they had a great article not too long ago about using a mortgage broker, you know, and a mortgage broker that can advise you because see, we're not, we're not big, we're small and we have to build ours on relationships. We have to be the trustworthy, have integrity and advise you. We're not CPAs. We're not accountants. We're mortgage people, but we can give you advice on are you saving money and does it make economic sense? You know, I had a young lady call me up over the weekend and she wanted to refinance. I gave her a better rate than anybody and she was saving money. She wanted to go from a 30 to a 15. So let's talk about that. Should you go back to a 30, a 15 or 10? Well, let's talk. That's really important. A lot of people really want to get rid of their mortgage, and I like that. So if you've been on a 30-year, then let's say you paid on five years or seven years or eight years, do we really want to go back to the 30-year? Well, it makes sense sometimes, and sometimes it doesn't. If you want to get rid of it, you can refinance. If you've had a 30-year mortgage and you got 23 years left and the rates have dropped, we have a, we have a, a lender we go to that we can refinance for a 23-year fixed rate. You don't have to go back to a 30-year. Open your mind and look at the options. You don't have to go to a 30. 
I like my 30-year loan and I pay additional money every month. I had a number that I wanted to pay and that was important. So I'm at 3.875. Now, if the rates really go down, I would consider going to a 15, but I'm accelerating the mortgage payment. I really, at 3.8, if I can get down in the twos, I would think about it. And that way I could have the lower rate, lower interest, and pay more every month. And, you know, a lot of people don't know, but let's just say you have a, a mortgage and you have your principal and interest is $1,200 a month. Well, you know, if you pay an extra $100 a month, that's $1,200 a year. That's one extra payment. That pays off your loan in 22.5 years. You save seven and a half years off your mortgage. I tell everybody, always pay additional. When you have a 30-year loan and you just make the regular payments, you're going to find the principal has not moved very much at all, and you paid all interest. And that gets frustrated when you look at it. So you want to attack that mortgage right off the bat. Now, you know, you may have a, you know, I, I recommend you have to do the payment you're comfortable with. You have to look at if you lose your job or your income gets brought down or things go a different way. Do you have a payment you can afford? So I look at that more importantly than trying to go for the Hail Mary. I pay additional money. Every month, I pound that mortgage. I love my rate of 3.875, but if there's a day where it goes down in the twos, I'm really going to look at it. Again, I'm going to keep aggressively paying my mortgage, but I can save a point or point and a half on interest. That is saving more money towards my principal. So I really want you to think about a 30, a 15, a 10-year. What did I tell you? You could have a 23, a 22, a 21, a 20, 18. Whatever, whatever makes sense. And that's what we need to look at. We've got to be smarter. We know that everything's going more expensive. We know our health care keeps jumping up, right? Uh, you know, cost of living, food is all going up. So we have to really look. We've got colleges, college expenses, Florida prepaid. We've got all that. So we have to look at what is going to save you the most money in your home. And if something happens in your job or this, do we have, are we able to make that mortgage payment? So don't get too aggressive on that 10, 15 year loan. If you've paid on it for a long time or you're really comfortable, it comes right around to that payment. Are you comfortable with that payment? That's what I consider the most important. Okay. So I hope that's helping you out a little bit. Paying closing costs or not. Okay, let's go over that. I got a gentleman I'm refinancing at 3.5%. He's closing. It makes sense. I'm doing it in the time frame. You know, we're all waiting for the Hail Mary that the rates come down. But I said to the guy, close at 3.5%, pay your closing costs. If for some miraculous reason the rates go down in the twos, let's say it's a 2%, I'll give him 2.5% and, and I'll pay all his closing costs. Or I'll give him 3 and pay all of his closing costs. Remember, we got 35 so anything I can do better that doesn't cost him and doesn't cost him any money, no closing costs out of his pocket, and I drop him below three and a half, that makes sense. So you want to take a look at that as well. Do you want your closing costs paid for? You know, we have to have the mortgage on our books for a period of time, usually five or six months mortgage payments. So we don't want to, 
you know, we don't want a rolling effect and we don't want to burn the servicer or the lender because we have a relationship and we want to keep the loan on the books. And if we do refinance, we want to keep it back with that lender because of our relationship and where we're going. We're going forward. We want to work together as a team. And that's what we're all about is we want to look at refinancing you to make sense economically for you. And there's a lot of things that I threw at you. Think about it. Rate term, a cash out, paying off a first and a second, considered a cash out. Do we refinance to a 30? Do we go to a 20, a 23, a 15? These are all things to look at. Do we want closing costs paid or not? Sometimes, if there's some real savings, I'll help pay for some closing costs. Maybe I'll, I'll help contribute towards an appraisal or something like that. So it all depends. But you know, if the numbers are really tight, there's not a whole lot you can do. It's not like we're making all this kind of money. But we always try to see what we can do to make sense to have it happen. So, you know, paying closing costs or not, I'm not going to name the company that's out in uh, Orlando. We pay your closing costs. Always remember, when they pay your closing costs, it's an increase in your interest rate. There's nothing for free. You pay for it either way. But does it make sense? And that's what you have to explore and understand if that's helpful to you. You know, sometimes, you know, when you're doing a purchase and the seller will not help towards closing costs and you're limited on funds and your purchase, we can elevate the interest rate to help give a credit to help pay some of those closing costs. So that's just something to know. Do you have escrows or not? Well, that's a question. You know, we have it where you don't have to have an escrow. We can do on a refinance up to 95%, no escrow without taxes insurance, but you got to have flood and PMI. Now, what do we do to save money when we're doing a refi? Have your existing survey. As long as you haven't added a pool or a fence or added a room, you use your survey, you save $350. You get your owner's title policy. That was giving you at the closing. When you close a month later, the title company or attorney sent you the owner's title policy. That will save you money and reduce your title charges. And that's all about what you're trying to do. What else happens when refinancing? Well, it's a great time to look at what you're paying on your homeowner's insurance. I can't tell you how many people are getting increases in their mortgage payment every month. And guess what? They get an increase every month on their mortgage payment. Every year, it gets reanalyzed and their payment goes up. It's their insurance. They're like, I guess that just must be the way it is. You start off at $1,800 a year on your homeowners. You come and refinance with me, and I'm looking, you're paying at $3,300, and I'm saying, we got a problem. So we go ahead and give you a bunch of names, and you call up other people. We can't steer you. It's called anti-coercion. But we can give you a bunch of people to call, and we have no favoritism. We don't care. It's nothing that we do. We're not affiliated. Our job, again, as an advisor is to look at your payment. So if you're at $3,300 a year, and I can't tell you how many times that happens, that is what? That is what? That is $275. And we get you back down to $1,800. That's $150. We just saved you $125. So now we got another $125 we're saving a month. So we look at the overall picture like a financial advisor does on your, your uh, portfolio of your investments. 
We're just concentrating on your mortgage. That's all we are. Your license. We're looking at it. We're trying to save money in every possible way we can. The other thing we want to consider, so we have your back. We're looking at it. We want you to save money all the way around. And you want someone that cares, that wants that relationship with you, that you refer your friends and family, your coworkers, children's children, which I'm already down to children. I, I haven't gotten to the grandkids yet, but I don't know, 33 years later, I think I'm getting close to it. All right, what else? I just came up and I want to mention this to you. You've been paying PMI. We know the values of the home in the last decade have increased. So when refinancing, we want to look at when we refinance the principal and interest without the PMI, because now we have the equity, if we have that 20% or greater, we want to look at the principal and interest that you were paying presently along with your PMI. Because remember, the PMI is gone. So principal and interest, PMI. And then we're going to look at it to what the new principal and interest payment is. Whoa, that PMI could be 150, 200. I got a guy that's paying $449 in PMI. I'm refinancing him and he's down to 175. I'm saving him over $300 in PMI. And then I dropped his interest rate. This guy's got a 400 and some odd 450 savings a month. So you got to look at it. And why is that PMI so high? Maybe your credit scores were low and you had a conventional loan. If you have low scores, your PMI, your rate is higher. So for all of you out there that had low scores, did a conventional loan, maybe it's time to refinance and lower your interest rate. And if you still have PMI, lower your PMI if your scores have increased. So for all of you who had lower credit scores, I would work diligently this year on getting them higher so you can save money on your refinance. And I think that's really important because even though the rates have been low, you might have gotten a higher rate. And let's talk about those FHAs. You know, people are talking about doing the FHA streamlines, which are great. You don't have to verify a lot. But, but going to a conventional, you get rid of the monthly PMI if you have the equity. So do we want to get rid of the FHA? The FHA is a great, wonderful, I love the loan, but it serves a purpose and a time. And if you're refinancing that FHA 30 year and you're going to go to a 15 or a 20 to a conventional and get rid of the PMI, well, you certainly wouldn't go back to an FHA having a funding fee and the monthly PMI. You would go to a conventional. So these are the things that we look at and we study. I would like you very much to subscribe to my weekly videos. So basically, I have my website, which is www.ddamortgage.com. So if you would, go to my website. I have other podcasts, but if you don't really want to hang out too long with me on my little 30-minute deal and educating you, go to my one-minute videos. They're not really one minute. They're like one and a half, two minutes. But you go in that video. And you learn something. I'll give you a tidbit. Look, it's all titled. Take a look, learn. I'm here to educate you. The more I educate you, the more you grow, the more you get comfortable with me, the more you trust me, and the more that we can work together and have a relationship and you can refer. And that's what we're about. It's not being a big name. I'm Didier. What? 
I'm DDA Mortgage. I am a mortgage broker in Florida that I serve only the state of Florida. I don't go outside the boundaries. I'm licensed only here. This is my home. Refinances are going to be huge. I want you to look at it. And before I leave on my last note, I've been doing VA refis. Unbelievable. No credit pull, no appraisal, just your closing costs. And I don't want you vets to be taken advantage of. I can't believe. They made it where you got to recuperate your closing costs in like 33 months. Before, they didn't have anything. And a lot of these people made scores of money refinancing you because you looked at it like you didn't have to do anything. You're saving 100 bucks, but it costs you 10 grand. What, what do I think about that? That's right. Ludicrous. I don't care. I don't care if it doesn't cost you anything out of pocket, no appraisal, no credit, no income check. I still want you to be within the 18 months. It has to make sense. So I want you to give me a call and let me know. So remember, I'm Didier, buying Florida. I'm with Didier Mortgage. You got my website, www.didiermortgage.com. This is social media. This is me reaching out to you today. I want you to communicate with me. Hey, I'll give you another deal before I go. If you got a loan and process going sideways, I'm not there to take it away from you. Give me a shout. Give me an email. Give me a text. Let me look at it because I'll decipher in like a minute what the real deal is and tell you. And it's not to take the deal away. I'm going to try to keep you in the game, but help you with that. So just reach out to me. I hope you found this informative on refis, but refis are going to be huge. And it's not really going to be like someone in the four is going to a, you know, a low four is going into a, you know, mid three. In Florida, you really got to be a point and a half or greater to refinance and a drop in rate to make it economical. You know, going down a half or three quarters of a point does not make sense. Does not make sense. So we really got to look at that and see where we're at. So Didier, wishing you a wonderful day. Thanks for tuning in. Let's learn and grow together. Happy New Year. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Buying Florida with your host, Didier. For more information and to apply for a loan, please visit ddamortgage.com. That's ddamortgage.com. Or click on the link in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Have a great day.